Hey, what's going on, everybody? We're back at the garage. Samson Brew. Got a special guest. Actually, it's, it's kind of where the garage all started at right here. Uh, my boy with me, Anthony Scott. What's going on? Yeah, man. It's, like I said, this is where it all started. It's where the talks used to happen at um, in the garage at his house. Uh, today, man, we kind of want to talk about with, with, with the live period beginning. Uh, actually, today, um, we kind of want to talk about just the live period and AAU basketball in general. Um, we'll go over, you know, uh, about club basketball here in 805. We'll talk about some of the teams uh, that are, are playing in some of these elite leagues that are going on uh, across the country uh, this weekend. And then we'll just talk about some, you know, some points where where players uh, can, can try to separate themselves during these live period events. So we're just going to get started right now. Uh, and I'm kind of let you take this one because this is one that me, me and Anthony talked about this, but but he brought it to my attention. So I, I kind of want him to go ahead and, and explain, you know, uh, talking about the, 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 the club scene and club ball scene with the area around here and, and just how you, you see it changing. Um, for me, this year, well, at least these past few years, maybe last two, three years, there's been a like a big change in the way club basketball is perceived and the way maybe um, it's being done in this area. Because um, for the longest time, I think in this area, club basketball had a bad rap. And um, I think it's changing, definitely. But my question is, I don't know why it's had that bad rep in this area for so long. Like, what happened What happened a long time ago to make people feel negatively towards club basketball, in your opinion? Man, I, that's, a, that's, that's the thing right there that I, I can't even answer. I don't, I don't know why they thought that. But it was, it was interesting. Uh, I'm not going to put the person's name out there, but I had an interesting conversation with, with a high-level uh, kid's parents. And you know, it, if their their child was gonna stay here, they knew they wouldn't be successful at all. So they made that drive out there to the LA area, and like I said, pretty much everybody knows who this kid is. And that was uh, the difference in in the projection that that kid ended up having. Um, f- for me, I just think, man, I, honestly, I think the it, it all starts with the parents, and I just think parents are starting to realize what's going on and they're starting to add their kids into more and more um of the club stuff or they were going out to the LA, got tired of it, you know, why don't we just create something out here or closer to out here? And now you got, you know, you got some some solid teams that are closer this way. And a lot of girls, especially on the girls in, are uh reaping the benefits of it, being able to play elite at an elite level. Elite, elite club ball level. I agree, especially recently. It's definitely changing. But the thing that, like, that makes me so, like, confused about everything is that you'll you'll have some parents in the same economic group, the same, you know, schools, the same areas, the same everything, and the same type of family will pay to play club soccer or pay to play club volleyball 
But that same kind of group of parents in the same kind of economic area will turn their nose up at club basketball. No, you're right, and that's that's interesting, especially with with club volleyball. Like, in my opinion, with club volleyball, a lot of the girls are athletic, tall, rangy. I was gonna say maybe that was the reason why, but you're right, especially with club volleyball, soccer. You know, size really doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. more of a skill sport. If you got some speed with you, I get that. And, and I was thinking maybe parents thought about that, but you're right, especially with club volleyball. Like similar heights, and when it cut in comparison to basketball. Um, uh, and, and in my opinion, to be honest with you, club volleyball is a, a lot more money. I, I've seen some. It is. I've seen some teams, especially out here. I, you know, where I worked at before, and I saw uh, the breakdown of of how much stuff was, and it was it's kind of astounding to me that parents would shell out that type of dollars for that, but not put that money up for club basketball. And that's just my biggest question: is that What's the difference in their minds that makes one okay and the other one, they feel like they're getting cheated some way, somehow? So it's like, I just never understood that. But like I said, recently things look like they are changing. And I mean, like, I'm hoping for the better because this area has a lot of girls that can play at the next level. And I just think they never get the opportunity and a platform to do so. But that's changing now, like you said. We got, it's a lot of girls, especially this, like I said, this weekend is going down. You got EYBL going on uh, on the girls' side down in uh, Hampton, Virginia. You got the Adidas Gauntlet um, going on in uh, Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Dallas, Texas. And UA is going on at, I don't know where UA is. I think it's in Vegas. Vegas? I think. Okay. I would say, you got all that. And you, of course, you got the boys' side. But honestly, there's not too many boys uh, especially playing like EYBL or or Adidas Gauntlet. Only know of one right now playing Nike EYBL, and that's obviously Chris Oliver. And then uh, from West Coast Elite, I know Clark Slacker is playing uh, in the UA circuit. There's some independence going on, you know, like team buildup. Um, you got some of the local kids from Oxnard, St. Bonaventure, um, Ventura, some prep school kids all playing. West Coast Elite is having a, a, a huge tournament this weekend um, out there in Anaheim. But but I always try to question, like, so, like, boom, we got Adidas in is down south. We got Nike that's down south. Like, wouldn't you want to be somewhere in that area? To, to me, all the top coaches would be there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's no slight to, you know, obviously West Coast Elite does a great job of what they do, but especially on the boys' end, but, like, in my eyes, either the the, the head coach or a top assistant coach is going to be down south. Yeah. Maybe the third or fourth coach may be out here or a lower tier D1, higher up, D2 will be out here on the West Coast. So I, that's one thing I never understood. I, I get economically people have to plan out and do what they have to do, but but if if I had the option where I can be seen by some of the major top colleges, I definitely would make a make make it worth my while to try to get down south and play in one of either the independent tournament because Pangos is throwing something right now in Atlanta, Georgia. They get it. They understand it's an independent thing. So you got like BTI down there. You got Cali Stars down there on the boys' end. So it, it, I find it very interesting with that. 
I, on a boy's end, I'm not super versed on that side, but I don't know on a girl's end. Yeah, I would want to be somewhere where the majority of the coaches are. Right. You know, and that's another question for you know these parents who make these decisions. And I get it economically, not everybody has it, and that's fine. But I'm not talking about economic the economic situation for those parents. I'm talking about the ones that could, and they just don't deem it important. Right. You know, like I'm not paying that, and I. And that, like I said, that same group would go and pay for club soccer or club volleyball, you know. So I just never understood the bad rap that club basketball got in this area. And do you think do you think parents are scared though too, like like for their daughter or their son to go against competition? Because like I really feel like there's some girls out here that should be playing on someone's club team right now. Absolutely. And get an opportunity to be seen. And they're not because they're, they're look, I'll be, I'll just be upfront honest. I think they just comfortable with being at either VC, OC, or Moore Park at the end of the day. Like you do your f- four years at your local high school here, and then you can just go there to, to one of the local JUCOs. I think that's a part of the culture in this area. And it's become that way over, you know, 10, 20, 30 years that they've watched the better girls play four years and then go to a JUCO. And it's okay. It's become okay. It's become normal. So why wouldn't they be okay with doing it themselves? If I watched a girl that I looked up to do four years and then do two years at a JUCO, I'm going to feel like, well, I I thought she was awesome and she did it. So why wouldn't it be okay for me? You know, I think that's some of it. That's I think, as a matter of fact, I think that's a lot of it. You know, and maybe that that's another part of the whole why clubs not important because they know they're going to take that route anyway. Like you said, it's probably the the stigma out here because, like I said, I, I man, I go to LA a lot, man. It's and you got kids out there that is that is trying to eat, like they're trying to get it. They understand if they don't play. They don't play basketball. Obviously, academics is is key. Not trying to put that stood out away from anything, but they realize if they don't play hard or or go at it or not where the competition is. Then at the end of the day, they don't get an opportunity to go off to the next level and play college basketball. And I feel like maybe it's because we by the beach. It's lax. We get to ch- we're very chill out here. Maybe that's one reason why you know everybody's cool with with just. Being, it's, it's gonna sound. I mean, you know, I always gotta be real. It's the garage. It's cool with being average at the end of the day, and it's cool with them. Yeah, but you know that whole big fish, small pond mentality. I'm, I'm okay with being the best person here. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm okay with that because that's pretty much all that ever mattered to me. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping that's changing because. A lot of these girls are starting to figure out like there's more to basketball than just the Ventura County area. No, you're right. And, and side story to go with that, man. Just the, uh, what about two weeks ago? I took four. It's supposed to be the top kids, you know, better kids in this area. Everybody kind of knows who they are. I took them out to a, a, a kind of an exclusive open run out there in L.A. And it was just it was apparent that man they're not ready. Straight up, they're, again, they're, and they're content with being good out here, not realizing 
there's dogs, not just, not just in SoCal, like, there's dogs everywhere, and they got exposed, and I said, I ain't gonna say no names, they got exposed by some 15-year-olds, some 16-year-olds, and there's some, some kids that are 16, 17, about to be 18 years old that I took, and they was getting straight dogged by these kids out there, and, and, and college players that they're gonna end up seeing either next year or in a year or two. So, um, again, I think it just boils back to the mentality where where kids got to want to get after it. And parents, too, got to want to get after it. And it's cool, man, to get put your kids through, um, through some adversity. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with putting your kid through adversity and them uh, not succeeding right away. It's yeah. cool. To me, that builds character. Absolutely. The, the, you know, the... The ducking competition, the, the you know the the, the, the tailor made situations to make them feel comfortable, like that doesn't do anything for them. It just delays the inevitable. Yes. Because sooner or later they're gonna have to see some kind of heat and some kind of adversity, and you rather it get done sooner than later. <laughs> you know that's a whole nother story. <laughs> now nah, that's true. Hey, but, but before let's get into this too. In your opinion, we're going on the girls' side first. Rank the different elite leagues right now. You feel are, are from from top to bottom, from what you know and what you see right now. All right, on the girls' end, uh, Nike YBL is top. I mean, like that's just pretty much hands down, hands down. <laughs> it's, it's the top, you know, circuit now. Most people would say it's a toss-up between Adidas and UA, which is Under Armour. Right. But um, I think, uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm still trying to figure that out myself because UA's first year is looking pretty good. Right. And Adidas, you know, is Adidas. They've you know, been around for a while. So, like right now, I'm still trying to figure that out. But definitely Nike's number one. There's right. no question about that. And I would say it's probably equal on the boys in, too. Um, heck, I know Compton Magic would probably be mad because I know they did a really good job last year. But overall league, I definitely got to say on the boys in, Nike, EYBL. I'll go with Adidas, and then I'll go with UA. But UA, like you said, UA is, is tough. There's a lot of good kids that are coming out of UA on the boys in. I know there's going to be a lot of good girls coming out on uh, the girls in. Um, man, just real quick, let you guys know some of the teams – that are playing this weekend, man, and I'll let you go up with the girls' teams, and I'll talk about the boys' teams. They're all from SoCal, and actually some of the top kids from our area are playing for some of these local teams who we're about to talk about real quick. Just kind of name them out. Just so even parents, when you guys listen, these are some of the teams maybe you want to look into um, after um, you know this spring and summer session is over going into next year with you. So we got the SoCal team, and we got the girls' EYBL. First, yeah, girls EYBL in this area, in this immediate area for the most part, would be Cal Storm, Cal Swish, West Coast Premier, and Cal Sparks. And, and on the boys' end, we got Team Why Not, The Truth, and the Nike family. Um, for SoCal teams who are with Adidas, we have on the girls' end, the girls' end, Troop West, GBL. And EBO. And on the boys, we have Compton Magic, LA Elite, EBO, and Dream Vision. 
And lastly, SoCal teams of UA. You you got a team actually that I forgot on the girls' end, but go ahead and kind of let them know what that team or those teams are. Uh, the girls' end is UA is West Coast Elite, uh, San Diego Waves, and there's another team that's called uh, uh, West Coast United. And that's another one of the top teams. No, I'm sorry, it's not West Coast. It's Vegas United. Vegas United. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, but that but they operate within. L.A. and Vegas, they they kind of like come together and pool their players, so they have you know a good pool of talent. Okay, and on the boys and the, the other team is West Coast Elite, and honestly, right now West Coast Elite is kind of taking over everything. They're all over the dang place. They are. Ryan Silver does a pretty good job, but it's it's kind of crazy. But so, that goes back to saying with the whole UA making just a big splash. Yeah. He 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 represents what UA is doing in general. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they're just... Since way back in the day. Oh, sorry about that, everybody. They're just trying to pull as much talent as they can into their pool. No, yeah. No, I see that. And it's some of the top independents. Um, again, I don't know. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Had some uh, technical difficulties. My fault for that right there. But we were talking about the independent teams when uh, we cut off. And so some of the top independent teams uh, as of right now uh, on the boys' end are uh, BTI, led by Robert Eichhardt, um, Cali Stars, led by Julius V. And there's, you know, there's kind of one that's kind of building up called Team Build Up. They got some of the more of the local kids out here. Um, shout out to definitely the players from Build Up, um, a lot of them. Uh, workout man actually had trained with us over at VC Elite, so it was kind of dope seeing them get it, be able to get on the platform and uh, you know get out there. Um, again, though, with, with the live period going on, um, we kind of also want to talk about, like I said, some of the key points while playing the live period. You know, some players should should look at um, and key in on when playing. So, what are some of your top um, keys as far as players, especially when they're playing those type of events, what should they kind of really focus and hone in on? That? One of the biggest ones is um, body language. You know, and um, kids don't take this into consideration as much as they need to. Because you got college coaches all over the place. You don't know who's watching you. You don't know when they're watching you. So, you know, reacting to referees and um, being coached and dealing with, you know, being subbed out and now you're on the bench and you guys are getting back in the game and you're not you're not cheering for your teammates. Like, just little stuff like that. I've heard about kids not getting scholarships because a coach came and watched them play and they didn't like their body language. You know, that's, that's 100% facts right there. Like, I've... I've seen kids get lose, like you said, lose scholarships off of uh, we don't want that type of uh, uh, person or, or potential cancer in Absolutely. our program. So we didn't even want to deal with that. Like, and like you said, that goes super unnoticed. Um, another one too, man, is uh, that I want to see is just competing. Yeah. Like some kids just aren't used to that level, and, and, and like you said earlier, when when the going gets tough, a lot of these kids don't know how to handle it. So they don't know how to compete and and play hard. Like, yeah. for however many minutes you're in there, whether you're in there for 20 minutes or you're in there for seven minutes, 
you just compete, play hard, and somebody will notice. Yeah. Some school will notice you. I think that's that's another uh, key component when playing at these uh, at these elite levels. Um, another one too, man, and it kind of goes. It's getting it's getting more and more now. More more people are talking about it. Man, your parents, like I've like they're talking about schools not offering because parents are acting a certain way. Yeah. How do you? How do you? First off, how do you deal with that? As a parent, and then, like, to me, it's it's kind of crazy because it's at the end of the day, it's, it's your daughter or son playing, but you can really hinder them from getting a scholarship. So, like, how how should a parent deal with that right there? Um, I mean, I'm not gonna act like I'm perfect at it, but <laughs> you know, arguing with calls is one thing. You know, disagreeing with a call is one thing, but just like constantly, just like taking the attention off the game and and making it about you and the ref like that's just you don't want you don't want to do that you don't want that to be how you know how 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 people notice you and your kid because obviously you guys are attached so they have to deal with the parent if they want the kid and they look at the parent like yeah I don't want nothing to do with that that guy or that lady because they act like maniacs so <laughs> You gotta like, you gotta know better. You gotta know better in those situations that it's not worth. It's not worth it. And just you know, you don't agree with a call. You know, just shake your head and next next play. I mean, that's that's the best way I would say to deal with it. You know. Right. Nah, it makes sense. Definitely makes sense. And then, man, do you have any other keys that you would want to? let kids know or even let parents know to to make sure they can maximize on this opportunity that they have in front of them? Um, on the parent side, definitely I would say um, ask questions. You know what I'm saying? Mingle. You want to, you want to, you want to, you want to um, network in these situations because you never know who you're talking to. You never know what opportunities could come your way in these gyms with all these different influential coaches, people, you know, media people. You never know, you know? So, because a lot of times parents think it's the coach's job to get their kid to college. Like... Now, hold on. The, now, you, are you talking about, like, the AAU coach, the high school coach? Like, both. That's okay. That's... They think it's the coach's job both ways. Like, high school coach is supposed to do that. AAU coach is supposed to do that. And, I mean, it's nice if they do it. Yeah, you want them to do it. But you should be trying to help your kid get to the next level, too. Right. And the more you speak and the more you interact with different people, the more opportunities, you know, you might get to be a part of that whole process, getting your kid an opportunity. You know, you you can, you can, you can help out, too. Why do you think parents are scared to do that right there, though? I think most of them aren't. Um, well, just uneducated. They're, yeah, they're just ignorant to the to the situation. And I'm not acting like I know everything either, but I definitely am willing to go talk to people and ask questions. But I think a lot of parents are just ignorant. They just this AU is it's it's a big world and it's it's kind of like intimidating if you don't know what's going on. And I think a lot of parents do get intimidated, and I think they. 
they're 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 you know they're a little intimidated by the whole situation, so they they just sit back and just keep their mouth closed. Right. And do you find it like, man? Let's take for, like us for instance. Like you're a little bit older than me. I have my range. Like, is don't you find it easier now though for for kids that have the opportunity to get a scholarship with so much social media? Um, yeah. Yeah, but a videotape and, and instant access. We were talking about the other day about how. Man, some of these major tournaments are getting videotaped anyways. Mm-hmm. So now these coaches don't even really have to really have to go if they don't want to because they can get a $10 subscription yeah. and watch every single game that's being covered. played. It's covered by some type of media platform that just has all of the games online. So they don't have to be there. But one of the, one of the biggest things I used to always tell parents is why you don't record your kids' games? You go to every game. Right. You're sitting in the stands. Why are you not recording? Like, I never understood that. I didn't. I never got that. So when, now when the college is interested in your kid, you're not fighting with the coach to, hey, you send my kids, send my kids video to this coach. Send them this, send them that. You have that control. Right. Because you got all the games. You got full access. You got full access to yeah. everything because you've done your work. But, you know, everybody's priorities is different, you know? But I think that's a huge thing. Huge. Record your kids' games. You're there anyway. <laughs> no, that's true. And then also, though, but that just helps your kid out, too, when they come home. Hey, can I watch the film? And they're really, they're not watching the film for highlights. They're really intently watching the film to see how they can get better and improve onto the next game and just improve themselves in general. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a whole nother reason why you do it. But even if you're not, like, the parent who understands X's and O's and you don't really get it, the fact that you have that footage and it's available to you and you can use it to get your kid recruited, you've done half the job, you know? No, you're right. And I just don't understand why more parents don't do it. They rec- I mean, cameras are everywhere. Phones, <laughs> cameras, you just record the games. So there's no excuse what you're saying at all. There's it, none. It really isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> well, you know, those are some of the keys we want to talk about. Um, just to recap, again, we kind of talk about the the club rep out here in the 805, how it's, how it's definitely changing. There's kind of a culture shift going on. We talked about um, some of the teams and, and some of the leagues, the elite leagues that are going on during this live period this weekend and then we gave some 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 critical key points for the players and parents uh, when it comes to uh being at these live period events man this is definitely definitely a dope talk always good talking to my friend anthony uh i wish i wish we had a camera or or <laughs> this recorded all the time so you guys can hear man some of the other talks we have we definitely will get up again and uh have another podcast soon um i definitely after the weekend's over, kind of talk about um, and go through some of the some of the kids from the area that did, you know, well this weekend, and then hopefully some of these media platforms I can kind of kind of look at, engage, see who who develops more interest from some of these colleges. Um, but sure. I, I I definitely hope, man, that man people in the area, you know, listen to this. But then also, man, there's a lot of lo- lo- like local tournaments that'll be going on. Man, go watch these kids play. Yeah. Um, and support them, and it's it's 
It, I'm telling you right now, it's not it's not too expensive. It can get expensive. I know it can. But some of these tournaments is five, ten dollars to get in. You can stay there all day, watch some good some good high level basketball. Um so just again go out support uh the youth in the area when it comes to this. Man, you got any any last words before we sign off? I just wanna see this area do better when it comes to um putting our kids on a, a higher platform. Um making sure these kids get notoriety the notoriety, the notoriety that they deserve. Um, I think a lot of areas do a better job than we do, and I don't know why, but I just feel like we can do it. We can make this happen for these kids, you know? And I just figure some, we just got to figure out how. We don't have to always go down to one-on-one to have success. Man, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But, man, thank you guys for tuning in. Again, we over here, literally at the garage where this whole podcast idea even started. Man, thank you guys for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter um, at the Garage Pod. You can follow my personal Twitter and Instagram, Coach Brew. Um, I'm not going to tell you Anthony's stuff. I don't have any. <laughs> I'm an old guy. Man, thank you guys. Again, it's the garage. <laughs>